Hi everyone, thanks for downloading the Third Coast Podcast, I'm Dennis Hunt. Today we have a special podcast for you, but first I need to mention that our summer fundraiser ends on July the 31st and Third Coast needs your help to keep us going strong. Your donations help us pay producers whose work we play on this podcast and they allow us to put on our conference, filmless festival and live listening events. Your support has also helped us build a brand new website that we'll be launching this fall. It will make it possible for you to listen to great stories from all over the world on any device, anywhere, at any time. So if you love what Third Coast does and you want to keep that love alive for years to come, then head over to our website, thirdcoastfestival.org, and support us with a donation. Every gift we receive will be doubled thanks to a match from the Third Coast board, and everyone who donates will receive a free audio walk from Detour. On today's podcast, we're doing more of what we do best at Third Coast, sharing amazing audio storytelling. One of the ways we find out about great stories is through our annual competition. Each year, we listen to a sonic flood of hundreds of entries that pour into our ears. Of course, we receive pieces from shows and producers we already know, but among those entries are also stories from brand new podcasts and rookie radio makers. That's exactly how we came across the piece I'm going to play for you now. It's the very first episode of the podcast How to Be a Girl by producer Marlo Mack. Six years ago, I gave birth to my first and only child, a boy. Hello. I am 38. I'm 29, and I really love you. When he was two years old, my son began insisting on wearing only pink clothes, preferably ones with lots of sparkles and ruffles on them. When he turned three, he begged me to buy him some dresses and let him grow his hair long. That made the grandparents a little nervous, but we went with it. So her dress comes off. But kind of hard, it would hurt. That one's a fairy and that one's a princess. Why is she a fairy and she's a princess? Because fairies are magic and princesses don't. That's the difference. And also, they can't fly and they, they can't. Fairy flying princesses walk. And then one day, in a conversation that I kind of knew was coming, but it still knocked the wind out of me. My child told me that he was actually a girl, not a boy. He looked me in the eyes and told me something had gone wrong in my tummy that made him come out as a boy instead of a girl. He wanted me to put him back. He begged me to put him back, to fix this mistake. He was three years old. I spent the following year resisting, trying to present alternatives. I told my child over and over again that he could continue to be a boy and play with all the Barbies he wanted and wear whatever he liked, dresses, skirts, all the sparkles money could buy. But my child said no, absolutely not. She was a girl. What are your favorite things to play with? My princess things. Your princess things? Why do you like princesses so much? I just kind of do. 
you think it's okay for boys to like princesses? Uh, but I'm a girl. After 12 long months of making both myself and my child miserable, I finally let my little boy go. Goodbye. Hello, now let's do it. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. We switched to female pronouns and told our family and friends that she was a girl now. She wanted a new name, a girl name. At first, she picked Rainbow. I was relieved when she changed her mind and named herself after her aunt. So now I have a girl. Talk about princesses. A daughter. Actually, I need to hear about how spaceships fly. A really happy daughter. (laughs) I adore my daughter. But sometimes, I look at photos of my baby boy, and I miss him so much. This probably sounds crazy, but sometimes I wonder where he is. It's like he was a dream I had one night. And then morning came, and I woke up, and he was gone. And now there's this little girl in his place, telling me that the boy was just a dream, just someone I imagined. As far as she is concerned, there never was a boy. Could you explain that to me one more time? What's the difference between you and Holly? She has a vagina and I have a penis. She I'm has... a girl with a penis and she's a girl with a vagina. You're a girl with a penis and she's a girl with a vagina? Yes. Now that I have a daughter instead of a son, what does this actually mean for her? And for me as her mother? Pink is a mama. Pink is a mama. Other than letting her wear pretty dresses and using different pronouns, what has actually changed? What does this newly minted girl need to know? What do I need to teach her about how to be a girl? A girl alien does all the work. Well, the boy alien sleeps and eats. Do I even know how to be a girl? The girls also have blue and purple spots. And if a girl can be a senator or an astronaut or a plumber, if a girl can wear pants and have short hair, if a girl can even have a penis, what is a girl anyway? Who gets to decide if you're a boy or a girl? Me! That was Mama, I'm a Girl, from the podcast How to Be a Girl. The show's producer, Marlo Mack, came to the Third Coast Conference, our big gathering of radio producers here in Chicago, in 2012. She said she was already recording her daughter at the time and came to the conference knowing that she wanted to make some sort of podcast, but was a bit fuzzy on the details. As it turns out, Marlo was in the right place to figure it out. In 2012, 
I remember thinking, oh, I just met this phenomenal person, and wow, she's so talented. And and, and the person before her, was he was so talented and amazing and such an interesting person. And I remember thinking, well, well, I just met, I, I guess I just met the two most interesting people here. And then the next person I talked to would be similarly thoughtful and engaging and and curious and creative. And I was, that was sort of my running experience through the whole weekend was that this really was a gathering of, of just people that I found who were really trying to do interesting things and were doing interesting things. So that was a, a big game changer for me. It didn't, it took another year before it resulted in my own actually creating anything, um, but uh, it definitely had a big impact on me. Now, we first heard How to Be a Girl through our competition. What what motivated you to enter? It seemed like a, you know, really one of the best ways to try and get my work heard by all the people whom I admire and try to emulate who are making amazing audio. Um, so it was a sort of an obvious thing to, to attempt, um, you know, to get my stuff out there. So... What's changed for How to Be a Girl since you first started? What, like, where where's it going now? Well, I've just started what I'm calling season two, and I'm trying to take it out of the living room, I guess. It's been very much just me and my daughter, and um, I'm trying to expand it to show the world that we live in. Um, I've interviewed some transgender friends who are adults, and um, some other parents of transgender kids who are in our community. So I, I, I really want to continue to focus on what it's like for me and my daughter, but to give a broader sense of, of the community that we've become a part of through, through this. Marlo Mack, creator of the podcast, How to Be a Girl. To read an extended interview with Marlo, which, by the way, is a pseudonym, stop by thirdcoastfestival.org and check out her library spotlight. Every year at Third Coast, we hold a Short Docs Challenge that brings hundreds of brand new, tiny little radio stories into the world. We host every single one of these Short Docs on our website and let the public vote on the best of them to eventually crown the People's Short Doc Award winner. This year's voting wrapped up a few weeks ago, so let's have a listen to the story that won. It's a piece by independent producer Sarah Curtis called Where Do I Find You Now? Dear Studs, it's April. It's dusk. I'm thinking about my trip to the bone-chilling East Coast this winter. I got to tromp around in the middle of a snowstorm with my childhood best friend and record that laugh of hers. <laughs> but there are a few moments from that trip that I, um, I just can't shake. Can I share them with you? Of course. Okay, so I held this wide-eyed, cooing six-week-old baby. and then spent time with my 91-year-old, typically very articulate grandpa. Get in here, this is Marvin. Clearly beginning to lose track of his words. Like a, like a, lions? No, 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 lions. Musicals. People 
That's my friend Emily's daughter, Addie. Can you help me? To feel needed is terribly important. I know. Addie picks out a bedtime story for us to read. What's it called? Oh, my book. We read the book and I go to say goodnight and Good night, Addie. Oh man, did you hear that? You love me? Good night. Love you. Love you. I leave the room and try clasping one of those childproof safety gates and give up and Wait a minute, you you just uh, paused. Now, you said something. Now, why, why did you pause? I paused, does because what happened next was that I turned off my recorder and I cried my eyes out. Six months earlier, I gave birth to my daughter, Lilia, and she died in my arms three days later. I, I paused because when you're six months postpartum without your child and your friend's child sits in your lap and tells you she loves you, it's haunting and somehow holy. It's exactly what I needed and it's it's heartbreaking as hell. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Make me aware of my mortality and vulnerability. I'm doing my best. Oh, Lord of mercy. That was Sarah Curtis with her 2015 People's Short Doc Award winner, Where Do I Find You Now? Resound host Gwen Maxi gave Sarah a ring to talk about the Third Coast Short Docs Challenge and her entry. Hey, Gwen. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. I'm uh, pretty good. So um, just kind of starting at the beginning, um, was there anything that surprised you about making that story? Uh, actually, yeah, I mean, I started feeling really emotional. Um, and I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I want this three-minute piece to hold complexity. I want it to be all kinds of things. I don't want it to just be sad, and I don't want it to just be dark. And, you know, here's this woman who lost her child. How intense. Like, I wanted it to feel kind of like what I feel in life like I wanted to transmit that to the listener um and I think by the time I was done with it I felt like I wanted to say to the piece like thank you it was it was pretty transformative actually so um yeah it was incredibly surprising (laughs) so Sarah if you had to explain the short docs challenge to someone who's like never heard of it before Mm -hmm. how would you do that Okay, so um, the Short Docs competition is this incredible competition that um, gives you know new producers and seasoned producers an opportunity to um, feverishly make work with very specific rules and framework. Um, I just I I love this competition so much. I get excited for it every time it comes up because um, it 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 gets people to kind of climb out of their whatever comfort zone they're in and be playful and be experimental and make something just for the sake of making it 
you're you also you also feel like you're a part of this crazy tribe with people all over the world that are like just thinking and tinkering and imagining and organizing and going out and being curious about the world in new ways and um, then trying to make something of all of that and then share it with like thousands and thousands of people. That's a really unique opportunity. And what are you hoping that getting the People's Choice Short Doc Award will do for you? You know, I'm not sure what it will specifically do for my future, but um, I mean, already people from six continents um, have listened to this really intimate piece that I made and um, voted for me. And that's like incredibly, incredibly validating. Really, it's like, you know, gold out of crazy darkness. You know, I've just received emails from people um, about this piece, you know, from all over the world, really. So I'm, I'm honored. That was Sarah Curtis talking with Third Coast Gwen Maxi about the Short Dogs Challenge and Sarah's award-winning story. That's it for this episode of the podcast. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of ReSound. And remember, it's fundraiser time here at Third Coast. So if you like downloading this podcast, entering the Short Docs Challenge, or simply knowing that we're somewhere you can go to learn about the best in audio storytelling, then please consider supporting us. You can donate over at thirdcoastfestival.org, and we'd really appreciate that. And if you've given already, well then, you're just the best. Thanks so much. All right, till next week then, I'm Dennis Funk, and thanks for listening.